0: good morning everyone welcome back to the morning dump of fantasy baseball podcasts hey hey happy fourth hope you're all enjoying the holiday weekend however you choose to spend it We're back with the week 13 report, so let's get right to it. Kick it off with some highlights from recent action, as always. History was made last week by the Pirates, as they coined the new term, the trifecta. First time in history, three different players on the same team each logged a three-homer game in the same month. Jack Swinski did it on Father's Day first, with his dad in attendance, by the way. And one of the three was a walk-off. What a story. You got to love that. Then Brian Reynolds and Michael Perez did it each on back-to-back nights to cap off the month. Badass. Those Pirate Bats are pretty hot right now. It looks like the O'Neill Cruz call-up gave them some life. And speaking of making history, how about the Cardinals? Also achieved something for just the 11th time in history, and it was the first time this happened in the first inning of a game. Nolan Arenado, Nolan Gorman, Juan Yepes. And Dylan Carlson went back-to-back-to-back-to-back with four home runs in the first inning of a game against the Phillies. Badass. I mean, that's a high-energy moment. Wow, it must have been so much fun to be in the crowd for that. Two of those fellas, by the way, Nolan Gorman and Juan Yepes, former pumps of the show, absolutely worth grabbing if you still can. Those bats are hot. Hards, they ended up blowing that lead against Philly, and it was tied 6-6 in the top of the ninth. Well, Arenado steps to the plate and smacks another biscuit to seal the W. Genuine guy there. He was asked what home run meant more to him. Of course, he said, despite it being fun making history with the boys, the game winner, of course, was more important to him. And dude is on a roll. This two-homer night came the night after his second career cycle. On fire, man. And while we're on the subject of fire, Spencer Strider had a fucking week. Two starts against the Dodgers and the Reds combined for two quality starts, 12 innings, 18 Ks, just six hits and a walk for well under a one whip, one earned run, and the W. Dude is a beast among actively starting pitchers right now. He has the highest K per nine with 13.6, followed by Cease around 13 then Javier around 12 and a half who's also on fire. I just saw another stat that went something like he's got 27 Ks in his past two starts with just one earned run, which I think it said is the 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 most Ks along two two games with one run in history. And Javier is followed by Mac Daddy with around 12. You got this one from pitching ninja also. On Spencer Strider. According to StatCast. In the StatCast era. He threw the fastest strike by a starting pitcher. At 102.4 miles per hour. Freaking ridiculous. Loving this guy Strider. He's so much fun to watch. And a fun one on him. I just was checking out his Instagram. He just got engaged. Congrats to you man. And to segue into great guys. How about this guy, Max Scherzer? They say it's common when a big leaguer is making a rehab appearance in the minors. He'll purchase a pre- or a post-game meal for the guys. You know, something nice. Nice gesture for all the underpaid hard workers in the minors. Scherzer went ahead and bought a freaking feast for the locker room. That said was over $7,000 with bone-in ribeye, filet mignon, lobster. I mean, that's freaking awesome. And on top of that, he bought everybody in the club AirPods. <laughs> oh, my God. Just a class act. You know, he looks like a fierce freaking beast on the mound. Seen him stare down the pitching coach when the when the manager thought about pulling him. And he said, nah, get the fuck out of here. I'm going to finish these guys off. But just an outstanding clubhouse guy, role model to all. And you got to imagine how good it feels to be able to give back to your guys like that. Let's get on to the streams of the week. You know, this late in the season, streaming can get tough. Becomes much more of a roll of the dice. Most of the elite pitchers, they've already been picked up and rostered, but I got you on one for every day of the week that's either lined up with a good matchup or just somebody who's hot right now, and they'll help you secure the bag, get you some extra Ks, some great ratios, some wins, more points, whatever it is you need, you find it right here. Monday, the 4th. We're going with Johnny Cueto of the White Sox, at home versus Minnesota. He's around 20% owned. Johnny's been a rocket lately. Seven out of his last nine starts have been quality. He won two of the past three, and they came against Houston and the Angels. He's tossing about a K per inning lately, too. None of his advanced metrics are too special. Expected ERA and FIP just over four. But so far, he's sporting a 3-3-3 ERA, 1.17 whip. And in fantasy, you know the drill. Ride the hot hand. It's definitely a winnable game here as he lines up against Bundy on the other side. And he's got a great two-start week here against Detroit on Saturday also in case you're in a league with limited moves or you got you know weekly lineups. He's a great pick for the week. Tuesday, July 5th. As much as I would like to recommend Nick Lodolo returning from a lengthy absence versus the Mets. Unless it's a points league, I'd give him the week to get settled back in, which leaves us with Mitch White of the Dodgers at home versus Colorado, about five percent owned, a lesser owned guy in case you're in a league where the twenty-five percenters are all gone. Sneaky picked Tuesday, he started six out of his eleven appearances this year and has earned a solid three-nine-three ERA and one-one-nine WHIP, backed by a three-six-two xERA. 386 fit and 393 x fit all solid he's doing a great job of limiting hard contact to about 23 percent where league average is 28 he's striking out 8.7 per nine on the year and hey the kid's pretty good he's definitely earned the role of the fifth man until heaney or may gets back and for you weekly guys he's got the cubs on sunday too i love that one wednesday 7-6 Alex Cobb of San Fran at Arizona, about 25% owned. And listen, that ownership percentage is not going to last according to pretty much any other stat you can look at. The 245 XERA, 314 fit, 277 X fit, all say he's gotten very unlucky compared to his 459 ERA. Those are the advanced stats of an ace. His velo is up there in the mid-90s. He throws the fastest splitter in the league. His 22% for hard contact is top 20. 63% for ground ball is top 5. His percentage for called strikes plus whiffs is top 30. And he's got a very respectable 9.9K per 9 ratio on the year. I mean, look, I could throw stats at you all day for this guy. But things are already turning around for him, and it's time to get on board. Grab him for this week and beyond. Thursday, July 7th. J.T. Brubacher of Pittsburgh pitching at Cincy, only about 5% owned also. Really average Joe here across the board. ERA, whip, Ks, hard contact, strikes, whip. Said whip already? Called strikes plus whiffs. All of his predictive stats, they're either average or slightly above. Not a guy I'd be trying to run long-term. But for the Cincy matchup, we mentioned Pittsburgh bats, bats are kind of hot. I like to play on Thursday. Friday, Brady Singer of Kansas City at home versus Cleveland, 20% owned. Singer's pushing almost a K per inning on the year with the 3-3 record, 4-3-3 ERA, 1-1-5 whip. The 392 XERA and 347 XFIP are both very promising for his future. Across nine starts, he's posted his first that didn't qualify for the win at 4.2 innings. His command was a bit off, but he still dropped 9Ks in that one. And the guy has proven he can go deep into games, going seven twice and once into the ninth this year. He's 16th in the league for walk percentage and 15th in the league for called strike plus whiffs percentage. And I've seen people down on him, but I definitely wouldn't give up yet. Lots of promise in this kid. He's backed by a decent KC lineup and he's had some great performances this year. Also, Friday, want to point out Tyler Wells, real quick, of last week's list continues to dominate with two more awesome starts last week. He's now 35% owned, and if he's there. Absolutely worth running on Friday. But on to Saturday, another Baltimore man, Dean Kramer at LA Angels, around 15% owned. And who the heck is Dean? Never heard of him before I was looking at this list. He's made five starts now and sits 2-1 with a one two nine ERA and a one whip. That's two quality starts in a row and four in a row qualifying for the win. His 309 FIP is solid. He's not a big K guy with about six per nine so far. And it's fair to say he's gotten a bit of luck, as he's done nothing special, limiting hard contact or generating ground balls, as many of the great pitchers who don't get a lot of strikeouts often excel in. But the hand is hot. Right until it dies. He's got Texas on Monday this week, too. And Sunday, Jake Odorizzi of Houston. At Oakland, 10% owned. Odorizzi's returning to the mound on Monday, July 4th, versus KC. That'll be a good game for him to shake off the rust after a lengthy absence. Assuming Houston 6 with the 6-man rotation, being their other 5 are so hot, and Dusty loves this guy Jake. Then he'll be all stretched out to dominate Oakland in a great match on Sunday to cap off the week. He's been pretty solid this year, 3-1-3 ERA, three four four fit, one one seven whip. He's limiting hard contact to 21%, which is 13th in the league. He's never been the most consistent, and I get it if you want to stay away based on his poor numbers relating to strikes and ground balls. So if that's the case, you already got your guy for Sunday in the previously mentioned Mitch White facing the Cubs. Next up, I want to hit you with a little combined pump and trade talk. Just finished updating my trade value chart for the July update with SGPN. You can find it on their website or over on my Twitter or on Reddit also if you want to join the conversation. But this thing's my baby. I'll tell you about it real quick. Each player gets a rating based on their per game performance along the six categories five traditional plus ops for hitting and innings pitched for pitchers add up their ratings on a one to ten scale in each category averaged out with previous year's performances plus projections for the rest of this year and their so far performances in 2022 they end up getting a score from one to 60 based on their numbers for each category I ended up broadening the scale also So that a rating of 15 Which is really the worst of the worst Because you're getting 1 to 3's in each category Equates to a 1 While a rating of 50 Where you're getting 9's and 10's in each category Is adding up to 65 in total So your guys at the top J Ram and Corbin Burns They got the 65's And work your way down from there So let me give you some highlights from the chart. Start with the hitting side. J-Ram alone at the top, followed closely by Acuna and Trout. Jordan Alvarez and Judge are tied and have both passed Vlad and Soto by a hair. Vlad and Soto are also tied. But that's pretty wild to me. I mean, Vlad and Soto definitely having down years. A bit behind them, you got Pete Alonso tied with Freddie Freeman. A little further down, this one was surprising to me. Julio Rodriguez came out tied with Luis Robert. Interesting one on the chart. Their performances for 2022 are dead even with each other and dead even with each of their projections, ROS. Pretty badass there. Down below, you're looking at sluggers like Martinez, Bell, Stanton, Olsen, and Riley. By the way, I'd sell any of them to get my hands on Riley and bet on a big second half from him. A little further down, it gets interesting near the value of Harper and Tatis. Both of them, obviously, top 10, even top 5 caliber guys with unknown return dates. Sounds like they'll be back around early August, but you never know, especially with Tatis's ass this year. But tweet me and let me know who you prefer among the two of them. I actually just put out a Twitter poll so you can just vote there if you'd like. But if you're sitting top two in your league, absolutely wise time to go buy one of them and plan ahead for your playoff run, especially if one of those dudes is sitting on a team who's fighting to get into the playoffs. Charts has some fair buys for one of them at the moment are Rizzo, Bregman, Brian Reynolds, Cedric Mullins, and more. But check it out. Lots of younger guys also who I really like ranked very low on this list. O'Neal oh, Cruz, Riley Green, Jeremy Pena, Nolan Gorman, Adley Rutschman. I mean, I'm a big rookie guy. I love buying low on these guys and hoping to see them break out. Great way to win your leagues, but that's the risk you take with unproven players. As for the pitchers, well, you got to go check out the list and see what's good with them. But I'll give you a little sneak peek. It's going to be Mac Daddy McClanahan right there with Burns at the top of it. As always, hit me up anytime on IG or Twitter at MorningD Fantasy. Any questions you have on the chart, guys you're thinking about buying low or selling high on, I'll be happy to give my input. I'll be posting it on Reddit tomorrow also, so feel free to join the conversation there or on Twitter. You could even send me a voice recording of yourself with a question and I'll include it on the show next week with my response. Whenever it is, trade talk, pitchers, streamers, who to start, buying low, selling high, free agents, or even if you just want to talk life for a minute, I got you. And last thing, I just want to give a shout out to a, a gentleman named Jared. I saw him post on Reddit over the weekend that Him and his dad were supposed to hit the Indians-Yankees game over the weekend. Both baseball and fantasy baseball lovers. And his dad had a stroke and they couldn't make it. And Jared, man, I just want you to know the Morning Dump fam is wishing him a full recovery. And all the love to you and your family, man. Hey, if you could take a minute out of your day and shoot me a tweet with some hearts or something for Jared... Wishing his dad luck and his family some love. You know, I bet they'd really appreciate him. A little bit goes a long way for people who are going through hard times. At Morning D Fantasy. That's all for week 13, folks. Catch you next week. Good luck in this one. And remember, can't have your coffee without the morning dump.